The U.S. drug war has always been deeply hypocritical and, frankly, ridiculous. We've known for many decades that U.S. intelligence agencies have used the drug trade to fund their operations, especially the CIA. The CIA used heroin to fund its operations in Vietnam in Operation Phoenix, in which the CIA killed thousands of people. This was exposed by the renowned historian Alfred McCoy in his famous book, The Politics of Heroin. Then in the 1980s, the CIA used cocaine and drug trafficking to fund the right-wing death squads that it funded in Latin America, like the Contras in Nicaragua, in order to try to overthrow the leftist Sandinista government, and also in El Salvador to fight against the socialist guerrillas from the FMLN. This was exposed by the journalist Gary Webb, who showed how the CIA used cocaine to fund these death squads, and then it poured those drugs into poor communities, largely black and Latino communities in the U.S., especially in Los Angeles, leading to the crack cocaine epidemic in the United States. So the role of U.S. spy agencies in supporting the drug trade, in funding these operations, has been known for many decades. And today, the corruption within these U.S. agencies continues to be exposed. And today is May 20th, and the Associated Press just published a story that really scratches the surface of some of the deep systemic corruption in the DEA, that is the U.S. Drug Enforcement, Administra drug Enforcement Administration, although uh, sometimes people jokingly refer to it as the Drug Exporting Administration, given its deep role in fueling much of the drug trade, especially in Latin America. I'm going to get up this article here from the Associated Press, which shows the role of Miami DEA agents in helping to support basically Colombian drug dealers. This article published at the AP is titled Veteran Miami DEA Agents Charged in Bribery Conspiracy. And the article exposes how a current DEA agent and a former supervisor for the Drug Enforcement Administration were just charged with leaking confidential law enforcement information to lawyers in Miami in exchange for $70,000 in cash. But these lawyers in Miami were defending Colombian drug lords, Colombian drug dealers. And it talks about this DEA agent, John Costanzo, who took bribes to provide sensitive information about pending investigations to Mani Recio, who is a former Miami supervisor who retired from the DEA. So this former DEA agent retired and is now working as a private investigator for Miami defense attorneys who are working on behalf of Colombian drug dealers. So this shows a revolving door within the DEA, just as when you have people from the arms industry who retire from the Defense Department and get a job in the weapons industry, there's this revolving door between weapons corporations and the Beltway and the Pentagon. Or similarly, when you have people who retire from 
the U.S. military or from they retire from the CIA or politicians who retire and then they become lobbyists and they work for these corporations that get contracts from the U.S. government. We see this revolving door of systemic structural corruption. And here we see former DEA agents who are hired to defend Colombian drug dealers. And then they get their friends in the DEA. They bribe them to engage in corruption and give them private confidential information in return for tens of thousands of dollars in cash. The DEA agents coordinated unlawful searches of criminal databases, helping DEA targets mislead federal investigators and concealing payments made with the knowledge of the suspect's defense attorneys, that is, the attorneys who were defending Colombian drug dealers. And they used this money to repair, this, this DEA agent used this money to repair his Porsche purchase airline tickets and make a $50,000 down payment on a condominium. So buying real estate and repairing his fancy luxury cars. I mean, cartoonish corruption. But this this article in in the, the AP actually points out that this is not by far, this is not the only example of recent corruption in the DEA. This is another article from just over a week before May 11th in the Associated Press, former DEA agent sentenced to 135 months for taking bribes. And it talks about a former DEA agent who admitted to taking thousands of dollars in bribes from a drug trafficker who was sentenced to more than 11 years in prison. And it talks about this guy named Nathan Cohen, who began working for the DEA in 2002 accepted bribes in exchange for providing sensitive information that allowed the drug trafficker to avoid detection by law enforcement and run his drug organization. So this is deep corruption. This is certainly not the only example. This corruption is systemic within the DEA. This is why the leftist president of Bolivia, Evo Morales, expelled the DEA. He suspended DEA operations in Bolivia in 2012, excuse me, 2008, and then he expelled the DEA. So why did Evo Morales do that? Because he knew that the DEA was involved in drug trafficking in Bolivia, and it was also involved in a coup attempt against him. Now, when Evo Morales expelled the DEA in 2008, he famously had a press conference in which he held up a book called The Big White Lie, which was written by a former DEA agent named Michael Levine. He wrote a book exposing the role of the DEA in and also the CIA in supporting the drug trade in Latin America. And I highly recommend a video that was published on YouTube by an excellent channel called Our Hidden History. I would highly recommend people checking out this channel. There's so much good material over there. And this is an interview that Michael Levine, the former DEA agent, did in 1992 called My 20 Years in the DEA. And he talks about his book, The Big White Lie, the deep cover operation that exposed the CIA sabotage of the drug war. This guy was a longtime operative doing undercover operations in the U.S. drug war. 
and he realized that U.S. spy agencies were, in fact, opposed to the drug war because they were using the drug trade to fund their covert operations in Nicaragua, in El Salvador, in other countries, and Afghanistan later on. So he did a really interesting interview about this. I would highly recommend checking it out over at Our Hidden History. And this led me to investigate it a bit more. He talked about, for instance, there was a coup in Bolivia in, in, in 1980 in which the CIA installed the leading drug dealers in all of Bolivia, who were also some of the leading drug dealers in South America. The CIA installed them in power, creating a right-wing dictatorship led by these drug lords. And this also led me to do more research. This history is not very well known, but it's really important. This also, the CIA support for the drug trade in Nicaragua and Costa Rica and Central America in general in order to fund the Contra death squads, it actually led the government of Costa Rica to ban numerous top U.S. government officials, including Oliver North, who was overseeing a lot of these operations in Iran-Contra, the Iran-Contra scandal. And Oliver North was banned from Costa Rica by the centrist president, Oscar Arias. Oscar Arias was by no means a revolutionary like the Sandinistas. In fact, he supported the U.S. operation against the Sandinistas in neighboring Nicaragua. But these U.S. officials were so corrupt and so deeply involved in the drug trade that he actually banned them from the country and was investigating a CIA asset named John Hull, who was a CIA, who was a CIA asset and a U.S. citizen who was using his farm in Costa Rica to send weapons to the Contras and to smuggle drugs. Now, if you don't believe me, this is an article back in the New York Times in 1989. And it talks about a dispute between the U.S. government and President Oscar Arias of Costa Rica, noting that Arias, who was a centrist, was often praised by Democrats, but he started a fight with the Democratic Party at the time and also with the Republicans. He fight, started a fight really with the U.S. government in general. And the New York Times acknowledged back in 1989 that the conflict arose when the Costa Rican authorities arrested John Hull, H-U-L-L, an Indiana native whose ranch in Costa Rica played a role in efforts to aid the Nicaraguan rebels. That, those are the Contra fascist death squads. Mr. Hull was charged, again, this is a CIA asset and U.S. citizen who in Costa Rica was charged with drug trafficking and undermining Costa Rica's national security. And Hull said he was paid by the Central Intelligence Agency to help the Contras. And again, they were using drugs to fund those operations to wage a right-wing terror war, massacring civilians to try to violently overthrow the popular socialist Sandinista government in Nicaragua. And what happened is that Democrats and Republicans in this bipartisan operation in the Congress, they signed a letter to the president of Costa Rica. Again, this is a U.S. ally who was a moderate. They signed a letter to President Arias of Costa Rica trying to pressure Costa Rica to drop its investigation into these CIA drug traffickers. And they wrote, quote, 
It is our hope that Mr. Hull's case can be concluded promptly and that it will be handed in a manner that will not complicate U.S.-Costa Rican relations. As you know, there is much debate in the United States over policy towards Central America. So this is basically the U.S. Congress threatening Costa Rica, saying that it will worsen, it will complicate U.S.-Costa Rican relations if Costa Rica, ostensibly a sovereign country, takes action against these CIA drug dealers. And then Mr. Arias, the president of Costa Rica, replied saying, quote, Mr. John Hole is accused of serious crimes, among them that of participating in the illegal traffic of drugs to the United States. It pains me that you insinuate that the exemplary relations between your country and mine could deteriorate because our legal system is fighting against drug trafficking, no matter how powerful the people who participate in it or what external backing they might have. So this is the president of Costa Rica saying, why are you punishing me for taking action against drug dealers? It doesn't matter that he's backed by the CIA. He's a drug dealer. So this shows once again how the U.S. war on drugs has always been a complete farce. And by the way, as I pointed out in this Twitter thread, what happened? So John Hull, he was out on bail after he was arrested by Costa Rican authorities and investigated for his role in drug trafficking with the CIA. And then what happened? The DEA sent him a private plane and flew him secretly out of Costa Rica back to the United States. So he was smuggled out of Costa Rica with the help of the DEA after he was working with the CIA. And then what happened? He, after going back to the US, he eventually went to Nicaragua and the new right-wing anti-Sandinista regime that was installed by the U.S. in 1990, the new right-wing neoliberal regime welcomed the CIA drug trafficker, John Hull, to anti-Sandinista Nicaragua. So once again, we see that the main forces behind the drug trade in Latin America are the CIA and the DEA. And now we actually see that Mexico's government has been suspending operations, spending its suspending its work with the DEA, and this is leading to condemnation by mainstream media outlets, by politicians in the United States. They're acting as though Mexican President Andrés Manuel López Obrador is supposedly soft on drugs, but in reality, Mexico understands as well just as Evo Morales understood, the role of the DEA in supporting the drug trade. Here's an article in Reuters by this propagandist named Drazen Georgic, who, Georgish, who is just attacking AMLO, the progressive president of Mexico, for suspending its operations with the DEA and portraying Mexico as corrupt and implying that AMLO is involved in the drug trade. But no, Mexico once again understands the role of the DEA in supporting these operations. He notes Mexico revoked DEA's parking space um, in a, and he says, in a hit to security cooperation with the US, the DEA has withdrawn from Mexico a plane that was used for so-called counter narcotics operations for decades. Mexico re revoked that plane's space. But of course, 
what Mexico actually was was doing was revoking DEA operations because of the DEA involvement in supporting drug operations, supporting the drug trade, because as Mike Levine exposed in his books, as we know from journalist Gary Webb, as we know from Alfred McCoy, the historian, the CEA, the DEA, and other U.S. intelligence agencies are deeply involved in supporting the drug trade in order to fund their covert operations, fighting against socialist governments, progressive governments, and independent governments around the world. This is a dirty tactic the CIA has been carrying out for decades to fund its dark operations, its covert ops, and you can bet that the CIA and DEA are still doing this today.